Welcome to Gorilla Discipleship. I'm Kevin Baker. I'm Tim Parker. Tim Parker and I are continuing to talk about uh, relational evangelism, trying to, as much as we can, get you to think outside of the stereotypes of negative th- things about, uh, about evangelism and to just realize that talking to people about Jesus is the same as talking to people about our spouse, about our family, about what we do for a living, uh, whatever it is, that, that we want to make our conversations about Jesus so natural, our conversations, excuse me, about spiritual things so natural that um, it would be hard not to talk about them. I think we've almost trained ourselves not to have spiritual conversations because we've been told those things are offensive or people will be upset or whatever. But done in the right way, that's not the case. So we want to talk about some strategies today. Uh, we were talking a little bit about just the, the idea of seeing this as relational, starting relationships, opportunities to serve last time. Uh, today, what we want to talk about is the power of stories, mm-hmm. especially biblical stories. Um, one of the things that that people are, are in our culture, our culture is a culture of story. Mm-hmm. We love stories. We love movies. We love books. We love stories and people love stories and so they can relate to stories because they see themselves in it or that story reminds them of, of, of something. So how do you use stories in your own uh, evangelism, Tim, or, or is there another part that you, uh, another way that you think about stories that, that would be helpful for us today? Uh, I've just been thinking since we started and then we're talking about stories, just the power that they have to really draw people in. Yeah. Everyone, uh, even I was just thinking, even when you watch like NBA championships or NHL as championships, there's always people root for the team that has the better story. Yeah. People, even if it's a game, there's always like a story and there's meaning behind it. And people said, well, this will make a better story. I think we just have this longing to Mm. be put in shoes or we have this natural empathy that we want to associate. And so I think it's, I think we're going to get into this, but I think it's good to memorize or have different Bible stories at your resources simply so that you can, encourage and talk to someone so i was thinking of the story of uh, jonah mm. and you know i've i've had a couple people come up to me before or in a conversation where they're just like i just feel like like i'm running from god or god and i are on really wow. good terms right now or oh. i'm not sure i really believe that there's something going but i but everywhere i turn it seems like something's going wrong that's good and you're like you know you're not the first person to feel that and like what do you mean like well not only have i felt that but there's a guy you know in the bible that called jonah who who felt like God was telling him to do one thing, and he ran the other direction. Yeah. You go, oh, what happened to him? Well, it ended up pretty rough. I mean, I'm not going to tell the whole story, but no, you can right. kind of you can kind of draw those connections. And sometimes it's really powerful because a lot of times the story that pops into my head when I'm sharing something with someone about what God's doing or something that's tough going on is usually not the story that I would make the connection for them, but God kind of gives me uh, one. I'm like, oh, I never saw that story from that connection, and it kind yeah. of just comes out that way. So Tim's point there is so good, and, and that is that uh, a lot of times people are are already experiencing something, but they don't have a story to fit it into or the, to relate it to. If we can memorize, and, and I really uh, think five to ten stories, it's not too much, that you have so clearly in your head that you can then, if you're talking to someone and they say, I'm, I feel like I'm running from God, and you can relate it back to the story— but let's just think of some stories for a second. Let's or let's think of some circumstances and then some stories that relate oh, okay. to it. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> so, so here's here's a the, the circumstance. The circumstance is that that um, that someone is um, has been living uh, apart from God, and they basically are 
at the end of their rope feeling like all the decisions I've made are just, they're not good. And my, my life is turning out way differently than I wanted it to turn out. Uh, I'm not happy. I, I don't know what to do at this point. Mm. I'm feeling desperate. Is there a story in the Bible that that, uh, that that brings to mind? Oh, man, I can think of a couple. Okay. The first one, when you first started talking, I had one story. And the second part, I had a different story. All right, well, bring The up. first one was the thief on the cross. Ah. Uh, the, no matter how bad you've been, no matter how far you've gotten, yeah. no matter if you feel like le- like you're just inches away from death, yeah. uh, Jesus still wants to be with you. Yeah. And still wants to dwell with you in, in for eternity. Awesome. The other one, though, when you said kind of going down a wrong path and made some bad choices and they ended up in a bad circumstance. I thought of Paul on the road to Damascus. Wow. And uh, probably two different stories than you had. Paul, how he was completely went from uh, killing Christians and then had to come to Jesus moment and completely change his life. Mm. But it took him being blinded yeah. in order for him to kind of see that. And so you would maybe encourage him like, Hey, maybe you're feeling like you're blinded. Maybe you feel like you're handicapped, not in a bad way, but that you're just not functioning all cylinders, but maybe yeah. God's calling you to use your gifts and talents in a new way and redeem you just like he redeemed this guy. Now the story that I that I had in my mind, and and I really didn't know where I was going to go when I was telling the story, but but I was the prodigal son. Ah, okay. That you know he's it's an experience of kind of doing life on his own, uh, and getting to the place where all of the things that he thought he was in control of or that he was doing well just led him to a pit of despair, and wondering can I go home again was. And I think that's what I encounter with people sometimes is, you know, how could God forgive me now that I've done all of these things? So, again, just having the prodigal son story allows us to say, well, there was a story of someone who felt similar to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but any of the stories that, that Tim's talking about are, are good, too. Here's one I just recently used. Okay. Uh, I'm talking to a young man who uh, was working f- uh, five days a week and then all weekend long. And he's been coming to a Discovery Bible study. And he was really struggling because he kind of got fired from his job kind of quit at the same time. It's a weird circumstance. I won't go into detail. And he was just like, man, I just, I really need to be working. I need to be moving. I need to be doing something all the time. And I said, I told him his name. I was like, well, do you remember the story of how Genesis, how God created everything? He's like, oh, kind of. And so he went through it. I said, do you know what he done on the seventh day? What? He rested. And I said, so if, if God oh, rests, do you only think you need it? Wow. He's like, yeah, but I don't like it. I'm like, but if God rests, not, and he didn't need it, why do you think he did that? He's like, maybe, maybe it was for an example. I was like, okay, well then, maybe wow. you should enjoy being off and rest yeah. and maybe your other job you won't hate your life so much because you won't be working 80 hours a week now the thing that came to my mind when you were talking about that was the story of mary and martha mm, and martha being so hurried and always feeling like she had to get everything done and that she had to serve people and not having any time to really just draw and be sitting with god and she even complains to jesus tell my sister she has to help me and jesus says i'm not going to get mary away from the place that she's at. So I do think, but that's a good story, right? Those are good stories that God rested. We must need rest. And because we live in a culture that is always hurried. Mary and Martha is that that story of feeling like we're constantly having too much burden and getting angry even with God because she was kind of angry at Jesus that he was not condemning Mary for not helping her more. And then Jesus coming back and saying, hey, there's going to be plenty of time to do all that you want. Um, How about this? A a person who is feeling uh, basically like they're facing uh, just an unmanageable circumstance, that they're feeling Mm -hmm. like they're drowning in some way. They feel like they're maybe drowning in debt, drowning in pain, maybe, you know, 
but there's a there's a I'm, here's my cue for you. There's a storm in their life that they oh. can't handle. Any any story come to mind? I actually there? had a different one. Okay, a well, give us the other one. Uh, you and I think of totally different stories. That's for sure. I mean, I'll let you I'll let you take that one. I was thinking about the lady who bled for oh, for so many years, yeah, and, and she was just in utter pain and. Not just the physical pain, but the societal pain because she wasn't allowed yeah. to be in public because of the right. period of laws. And she wasn't even allowed to go to synagogue because she wasn't clean and just all yeah. that. And how she literally just reached out. That's and good. I think uh, I was reading that passage the other day. That's why it's on my mind. And it's actually more grabs Jesus than yeah. just touches. People right. think it's just like a dental, like, but she, 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 like, I wanted yeah. his attention. She, like, grabs a hold of it firmly. Uh, and Jesus and Jesus heals her. And, and talking about, you maybe have gone through pain for forever. It may have destroyed your life or destroyed your yeah. plans or destroyed your relationships or just been inconvenienced or uncomfortable. But you know, reaching out in Jesus and having that powerful experience can you know, heal this, you. That story always reminds me of people who feel completely hopeless. Mm -hmm. Because how could you, after 12 years, you've seen all the doctors, all the preachers, all the you've been prayed over, nothing has healed you, and, and you're just going to feel hopeless. Uh, uh, yeah. So that's what that story reminds me of. The one I was thinking about is the disciples on the boat yeah. going across the Sea of Galilee. Uh, these are experienced fishermen. Jesus is down sleeping. Uh, they wake him up. Aren't Don't you care about us? And Jesus comes up and calms the wind and the waves. And so that idea of helping people who are feeling like, man, the storms of life are overwhelming me, to remind them that there is a God who, who basically, there's no storm he can't calm. And helping them to see in that story, helping them to see themselves in that mm -hmm. story. Again, that's what these stories are for. But you've got to know the story. You've got to feel like you've got five to ten stories in your head, in your heart. That Because you're not saying, let me go, this is what you don't want to do. Somewhere in the Bible it says, let me find it real quick. They need to be something you could repeat in your own words just very quickly, five minutes, two minutes, two-minute story. That's and it. I, I realize that we probably make it look a little easy because we went to seminary and we were trained to look at things Maybe. theologically. But if I can offer some words of encouragement, you don't have to have a seminary degree to be able to do this. No. I would encourage you that when you do read a passage in the Bible to say, well, who might this apply to when you are going through mm. it? Or looking at it from different angles or ask the same questions to yourself or someone else that Jesus is asking in the passage. Yeah. And that the, some of the easier passages are stories to memorize, not word for word, is the parables. Yeah. Those are always, or the, the miracles of, of Jesus are really easy to kind yeah. of dig your teeth into, unlike maybe some stories of prophets in the Old Testament. Yeah, I mean, what are, what are, what's another circumstance in life that people are facing today that we might come up and they might be in distress about? What, what do, what do, um, hmm. any, anything come to your mind? I would say life just feels out of control. I could say someone could feel like, I just feel like I have no control over a thing, but life's happening to me. Yeah. I'm just barely able to react to what's happening. Sure. I think that could be. And and what would be a story? Do you have a story? I mean, the, I wasn't thinking while I was talking, okay, so I was going to let you do this well, one. Well, <laughs> the, the boat is another story, I think, where, yeah. you know, again, there's no circumstance too big for God uh, to, to help um, or to, to overcome. He can calm the wind and the waves. He can calm whatever story your uh, storm you're going through. Um, there may be some others. Uh, I, I, I'm not; they're not coming to my mind right now. Neither am I. Um, there's a story about ten lepers that meet Jesus, and um, and they they want to be healed. They call out to him. You may remember mm -hmm. this story, and Jesus says, "Go on and you know present yourselves to the priest." On the way to them, they are obedient to God, to what Jesus says. 
on the way, they realize they've been healed. And out of the 10, only one comes back and says, thank you. Uh, and Jesus says, where are the other nine? We're not all 10 healed. What's that a story that we could use? What's a circumstance in life that that story could help us with or teach us about? I think that's about gratitude. Yeah. Definitely. That we a lot of times God has done things for us and we aren't grateful for it. And so you might be mean or talking to someone and they can mean, I, I had a really good upbringing or I went to a college or I got a scholarship and I felt like I've had all these things. And But I, I just don't know. Like, I don't think I've really seen God in my life. Yeah. <laughs> like, are, what do you mean you haven't seen God in your life? Don't you have a, a family and kids? Don't you have what you mm. wanted? Didn't you have this dream? Didn't you have this? Well, yeah, I own my own business, but I'm not sure if God's ever shown himself to me. And you're like, mm. maybe he, what you've already been through is him showing right. himself to you right. already. Yeah, I think that's really great. And I think, you know, the question could be which one of those, who do you want to be? More mm. like the nine who just got healed and went on? Or do you want to be like the one who came back? And so that could be a an encouragement, as you said, Tim, to encourage gratitude. Maybe there are small things that God's doing in our lives every day, and we're failing to give him thanks for that. Maybe that's a teaching moment for a parent that, hey, how, how often are you thankful to God yeah. for the things that you have? Um, so the point of all of this really is to say that if we can get some stories, and, and they don't have to just be New Testament. Right. Tim's used some Old Testament. We, David and Goliath, great story. Mm -hmm. He talked about Job. Uh, there are times when our kids are going to feel like they're facing giants, maybe a bully or or something. And and there's stories that we can use from both uh, the Old and New Testament, or the Hebrew scriptures and the and the scriptures about Jesus and the church, to help understand what God is like and to hold on to those stories so that I can see how if God did that in that story, God can maybe do that in my story mm -hmm. as well. Um, so five to 10 doesn't have to be, you don't have to know them word for word, but five to 10 stories. I love the prodigal son story. Uh, man, the, the woman who had the 12 years of hemorrhage is another great story. Uh, Jesus feeding the 5,000 is a great story about his ability to bring mm -hmm. kingdom provision into uh, the daily needs uh, of our lives. What are some other biblical stories that stand out to you uh, uh, I think ten. the walls of Jericho is a big one. Ooh, not just the giants, Jericho. but the, the God's yeah. God's going to knock down the walls, and it might yeah. not happen in the way or time or what you expect. Yeah, but it's going to God's going to knock those walls down. And I, I think the story of the woman at the well. Uh, you know, that's a there, here's a story that of a woman who is um, sort of shunned from culture uh, because of her actions. Her she's 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 known. Her life is known, and uh, and she. You know, most of us have told the story that she goes to the well in the middle of the day, which is not normal because you don't do that in the hot part of the day, but that Jesus doesn't shun her. Mm -hmm. Story of the woman caught in adultery where oh, yeah, he shows her compassion. And so sometimes people come to us with circumstances, not just us, but you, you know, feeling like they've committed the unforgivable sin. And uh, in that story with the woman caught in adultery, I mean, she was clearly guilty. And Jesus said, I'm not here to condemn you. Um, that story's got so, all of these stories have so many twists to it because he, he says, I'm not here to condemn you, but he tells her to go, go and sin no more. So he doesn't shy away from owning the fact that you were caught in sin. He just says, I'm not here to condemn you. Mm -hmm. I'm actually here to rescue you and show you compassion. Uh, so there's a lot to each one of these stories, but they don't take more than 
four or five minutes to memorize, uh, to just sort of, because stories are easy to memorize. It's harder to memorize narratives in the scripture, but to just remember a story, to get the story underneath you, to give yourself chance to say, what's the point of this story, God? What are the, and some stories like the prodigal son have so many different aspects Mm -hmm. to them. Uh, Because one of the things about the prodigal son story, for instance, that people sometimes neglect Mm -hmm. is that we talk about the prodigal son, the one that went away, did all the bad things, but there's the elder brother. Mm -hmm. And here's the thing about the elder brother. He never leaves home, but he never has the intimacy with the father that the prodigal does when he returns. The elder brother won't go in to the celebration. He stays outside. And so sometimes there are those who are who would say to us things like, you know, I've I've never done anything wrong. I've I've um, I've always I've lived a good life. I've lived a good life. Yeah. I've always gone to church, but I don't feel close to God. Maybe you're like the elder brother who, because in order to be close to God, we have to know God's heart, and God's heart are it's for prodigals, mm-hmm. not just for prodigals. He loves elder brothers as well. But if we don't have our father's heart, it's going to be hard to and don't know our father's heart. It's going to be hard to have a close relationship with him. So here's your task for this week. We're going to make this short today. Your task is to read through the New Testament, uh, especially the Gospels, and get five stories. We're going to start with five. Five rock-solid stories that you could repeat and that you can begin to just allow them to be a part of what you do as you're interacting with people, your family, your kids, uh, that you're going to bring up and say, you know, there's a story and you don't even have to say it's a story from the Bible. No. You can just say, you know, I once heard a story about this. Uh, and let Jesus be the hero in their life and show them how that can happen. Anything else on that, Tim, that you want to share? I think that's great. I was going to add that if you already know five, then make it five more. There you go. <laughs> I love that. So if you're already five stories deep, go into to ten. All right. Thank you so much for being a part of Guerrilla Discipleship. Tim, thank you for doing this no, with no me. Problem. I it's, love it. uh, we, I just love these conversations. If they're helpful to you, let us know. Uh, T. Parker at Oakdale.Church, K. Baker at Oakdale.Church, and let us know how we can empower you and equip you to be the disciple maker that God's called you to be. By the way, that's what God has done, right? He's asked us to make disciples. If you know Jesus, that's the command that should be governing a lot of your life, is go and make disciples of all nations, teaching them to obey all that I've commanded you, and he's never going to leave us baptizing them when we get the opportunity to see them come to faith. But disciple-making starts with simply teaching people how to obey Christ. All right, that's our job. That's our task. And we here at Guerrilla Discipleship love partnering with you. Hey, we'll see you next week. God bless you.